0: I see that naked unicorn over there.
1: Ow, I'm so naked.
2: Nah. Welcome to the Naked Unicorn Podcast, posted by now Jason hot.
3: All
0: right, everybody. Uh, welcome to our very first edition of, uh, I don't even know what we're going to call this, this sort of podcast yet, but uh, uh, we are a group of very uh, like-minded filmmakers and film production professionals that are really interested in talking about film. However, we can't do it together, so we decided we'd all kind of jump online and discuss some stuff today. Um, My name is Jordan Nowlin, and I'm going to be kind of the host through this podcast. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about two films that I think uh, are both really interesting and really cool in their own right, uh, Parasite, which won Best Picture this past year, and The Platform, which is getting a lot of buzz right now on uh, Netflix. Um, we're going to dive into lots of nitty-gritty on that before I kind of want to just go around and have everyone introduce themselves. So um, um, I
1: am uh, I'm Cameron Shaw. I am a writer and editor at uh, ECG Productions, and I'm excited to talk about these movies today.
4: Hey, I'm Kelsey Cherney. I am also an editor at ECG Productions. And yeah, like Cam said, I'm pretty excited to talk about both these movies. I thought they both had very interesting things to say. So I'm excited to see what we all discuss. Yep, hey, I'm Muriel.
3: I am a producer at ECG Productions.
2: Hey guys, I'm Alesso. I do editing, sound design, content creation at ECG. And I wore a suit today with no pants because I, and quarantines driving me insane.
0: Oh, so amazing. Uh, well, so I, I think that, you know, what I want to do first is kind of just go around and let's, you know, just for some of these people who maybe have seen one film, but not the other, uh, which is kind of crazy. But, you know, just let's just talk about like general top level. Like, what are these movies about? You know, I think that there's uh, lots of similarities, a lot of differences. But, um, you know, if anyone, you know, let's talk about Parasite first. Does anyone want to kind of give our listeners like a top level rundown of what Parasite is about? spoilers, uh, moving forward. So please, you know, if you haven't watched these movies, we highly recommend you go see them, form your own opinion, get your thoughts on it. Uh, but if you want to get some juicy tidbits about what we think, uh, that is what we're going to dive into starting now. All right. So
1: Parasite is the story of a family in South Korea that, uh, manages to infiltrate the home of some wealthy, uh, people, poor family, infiltrating the home of some wealthy people uh, and essentially uh, integrating themselves into every aspect of their lives and the bizarre and, uh, you know, strange events that, that unfold as a result of that.
2: Whereas the platform.
0: Yeah. less if you want to take us through the platform, like top, again, top oh, level, yeah. what, what is the platform about?
2: It's, I feel like that's in, Contrast to parasite, which is like such a hard thing to describe, the platform is essentially a jail-like place where people, for different reasons, where people for different reasons end up. At the main character of the story is there because he wants to quit smoking, so he's there for six months. Uh, But it goes. It is. uh, It's called the platform because it is a jail-like structure with a platform in the middle. That has amazing food delivered to 300 plus uh, floors underneath. The plot twist is that the food never gets replenished. So that makes it for an interesting, after you get after the 50th, 56th, 100th floor, things start getting very interesting.
3: And to clarify, the food starts at the very top at level zero and goes down Mm -hmm. through 350 floors.
0: One thing that kind of strikes me about like in comparison between the two, and we can kind of dive into this a little bit more, is that whereas the like the the platform is like pretty straightforward, just like full on allegory, right? Like, you know, it's like pretty bash you on the head a little bit, if you will, whereas Parasite is like Maybe arguably a little bit no, more nuanced, but uh, I think that that description is pretty is pretty spot on, Alessio, and it leads to some really crazy twists and turns along the way. Right now, I want to focus on uh, the visual elements of the film because I think that these films are both um, very striking and some very cool uh, visual moments uh, throughout. Um, uh, I think I'll probably maybe start with Muriel. Muriel, do you remember either from the, from Parasite or the platform, like what, what uh, about the visual language did you really like? Was there a certain scene or sh- certain techniques they used that you thought were really cool?
3: Let's, let's go back to this idea of like the platform being a movie that is really on the nose and it's really driven by a single concept, right? But uh, But Parasite takes a concept and kind of translates it to more of a real life situation. So whereas in the platform, You see the world literally in like a level of stories. It's like it's a tower and there's level zero to level 350 at the very bottom of the tower. And it's very easily seen that way. And that's how they film it as well. Um, But in Parasite, of course, it's, it's it's like placed within a city of Seoul. So I don't know if anyone's ever been to Seoul. I've been there once, but it is an extremely hilly city. Like it is so hilly. And that there are like tall peaks and there are like low valleys within the city as well. And you can get to them within like 30 minute walks. So it's like a, there's like a wide like gradation of um, peaks and valleys. But Parasite does it differently. There are also levels, but they're less um, obvious. So like it starts with the rich people in the top of their you know, hillside mansion. And that would be level one, right? And then we have, like, the middle level, which is, like, literally halfway between a basement and, like, above ground, which is the home of the main family, right? Because they have, like, that little sliver of a window at the very top. So that that would be, like, a mid-level. And then we have the basement, which is no windows, no light, and that'd be at the bottom level. So it's really interesting how, like, in one film you kind of have to search for the levels, but they exist. And then one film just puts them out so blatantly as part of the storyline. Mm. But yeah they but but they both are trying to say the same thing just with different views yeah
2: i think it's interesting that you say you described it in levels right and you started with the highest level which was the the wealthy family and then when you said the middle level in my head the lower level was going to be the fact that like the family on the basement right and then you said the middle level is the family in the basement and i'm like what's the lowest level? And then I remembered, oh yeah, the guy yeah. In, the, in, the, in the other house's basement or bunker thing that they had going on. And I think that that actually speaks a lot to uh, one of the f- reasons why I think the platform is so amazing, especially, not the platform, sorry, Parasite is so amazing, especially uh, now with what's going on, because you realize the power that it had that a lot of people understood me watching the movie. I thought, wow, a lot of I'm sure that thousands of people live in basement homes the same way that these people do, right? And later I read, and I'm sure you guys have read the suit that in North Korea and South South Korea they uh, there was like a a conscious almost like a conscious drift where like the government started helping some of those uh families living in basement mm. households because they knew that thanks to coronavirus they weren't going to have the ability to work and get that paycheck because those are families that live paycheck to paycheck as we saw in the movie imagine now the situation that it they actually did something about it and accredited it to the 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 influence of the movie i thought that was very interesting
3: yeah very interesting. I, I will um, also say, like, in... Sorry, in the in Parasite, for... There's, like, this idea in both films about, like, uh, social movement and going up or going down in, in society. And in Parasite, it's the same way. Like, the family begins in the middle level, which is a... It's a halfway between basement and uh, some sunlight. In, like, a house that has sunlight available. And like they can the either go up or they can go down, you know? It's exactly like in, in the platform. But, yeah, Alessa, that's a good point because I think also both of these movies do a lot to like give visibility to mm-hmm. things that like people don't pay attention to very often,
2: but it puts yeah. you in their perspective. Yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted to touch on like,
1: I think it's interesting that you describe like these, these, these levels in parasite. It's not necessarily a way that I thought about it before, but I think it's important that we like acknowledge that like the level that the, that the, uh, the family, the woos are living in, uh, Um, like at the beginning of the film is not a middle level. Like they're not a middle-class family. They're very, very much a lower class family and like they are dirt poor. Like they are relying on like noxious fumes coming into their house while they're in it to get like fumigation. Like they are really, really supposed to be near the bottom of, of society. And that what the, what we then find out is that there is this other sort of outside the realm of what we would consider to be normal society that that these other people are, are living in. So Mm -hmm. it's not like, you know, upper middle lowest, it's like upper lowest, completely outside the realm of what normal people would be living in. And that like this sort of system has forced them into this condition of kind of like, paralyzed, like unlife, um, that like where they have, they have literally nothing. And the only way that they can subsist is by being a parasite on
0: the, on the, uh, you know, the upper class. I think, I think these are all great points. One thing that, that kind of struck me about both films, uh, was, um, in Parasite, especially uh, in the kind of first act of the film where we're seeing more of the, uh, the Woo's rise into uh, infiltrating the Parks family, it's a lot more naturalistic lighting. Like it seems like pretty, like generally pretty evenly lit, albeit still beautifully. Um, but once we start getting into some of the stuff in the second act, especially once we get down into that bunker level, it's very it's like super contrast he feels very like film noir which 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 I feel uh, goes along with the vibe but, but you know, I think both from a set design perspective and from a lighting perspective it was super similar to the stuff you see in the platform right like there's like very stark I mean obviously the, the the scenes almost look identical right there's like stark concrete walls uh, kind of Spartan feel to it and the lighting is very similar And both mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. I that, yeah so I thought that that was uh, I thought that was an interesting element to the way that the mm. the, lighting design, the design
3: sorry let me just say it's the the main family in um in parasite are the kim family it's the kims the i'm sorry yeah. that's
0: that's my fault yeah okay, go ahead uh i was just gonna say uh, i'd love to hear uh kelsey what did you uh what did you think you know visually speaking from these two films or like was there one that stuck out more to you over the other you know what, what are your thoughts
4: honestly i think in terms of visually speaking, the platform actually stood out to me more. The very minimal lighting that they use, the the reds and these, these very stark, just contrasting colors, that is all, that's what sticks in my mind the most. While I do think that Parasite was also very beautifully shot, to me, platform, it's also fresher in my mind, platform is. So I think that that stands out to me a little more.
0: Yeah, I think that from a production standpoint, it's pretty impressive because it's essentially, you know, the the, the production design is so minimalist. It's almost like a, a, an elongated bottle episode that they were able to make so much out of, mm-hmm. right? Like they, it obviously carries a lot of emotional impact, and you see some some pretty wild stuff throughout the movie. And uh, I think that the the way that they pulled it off was pretty impressive, uh, to say the least. But uh, Alessa, mm-hmm. I know you want to talk about cinematography, and I have some thoughts on both as well.
2: I'm gonna back up, Kelsey. Because here's the thing, I feel like I feel like you have to take into consideration these are two very different films, and at the same time, they you can see that they have two very different budgets. Parasite is like what we would expect from a Hollywood like full fledged production, right? There are so many things that even though yes, they are this big um, f- production, but at the same time, they did a lot of groundbreaking things. They broke the 180 rule during conversations over the shoulder shots. I don't know if you guys noticed there were so many moments where they would break the 180 rule and the way that they did it was spotless because they, had, they would anchor their characters and then just move around the, the room and the fact that the characters would not move would let you understand where they were in relationship to the rest of the room and things like that. Where you can under you see that they understand. Obviously, they do, but you can see that they really used all these little techniques as to how to move around with the camera. The lighting in the whole movie is magnificent; like it's spot, on, it's perfect. But here's the thing with the platform: the way they only they use the space they have in the platform makes it so that the platform itself becomes. One more character in the film, right? So, or or the the spacer in El Oyo, I would say, becomes a character in the film, and the cinematography, like the cinematography in that in in that space is made in a way that when the character, when they want to make the character feel small, they put him so small in the frame and you feel like the walls are so big. When you want to make him feel isolated, you see the white of the room and he's just in a corner. When when there's an intense moment, like the whole frame is just his face and it is, just the red light because it's nighttime when when it's about to when the gas is about to come in all you see is like the macro of his face they thought about everything it is beautiful in that sense and i feel like they had a lot less to work with and they did a lot more with the little that they had
0: absolutely and cam i know that you wanted to you had some thoughts so i'd love to get thoughts Yeah, get you get your ideas out there. Okay.
1: We'll- all right. Well, I, first of all, I want to say that my my original reaction to Kelsey was not out of like hatred of the cinematography in the platform. I think it actually does uh, a really good job for a lot of the reasons that you're talking about. Like, I think that there, I think there's there's a lot of stuff that's going on there that's interesting, um, and cool. And and they did, like I said, they did a really good job of making a space that is on the surface not that interesting. Very active and and uh dynamic work making it work for them um towards you know towards making a more engaging movie. So it's not a matter of hatred of, of the cinematography, the platform. I just think that like Parasite has so much more going on in terms of like the blocking of certain shots, how char- how precisely the characters move within the scene, how precisely the cameras move, how the camera moves relate to the overall pacing of the movie, and how different shots mirror each other throughout the movie to like increase the symbolism. Boon Jung Ho has such a clear, concise way of delivering his. Message And he does all these things that are really, really shocking and weird with these big tonal shifts that work because he's paced his movies so well. And a lot of that has to go with, you know, the shots that they've chosen and like the extensive storyboarding that went into everything. So there's, there's a lot going on beyond just, you know, looking, looking pretty. Um, And I, I think that that that's a very important point to highlight.
4: Yeah, I think that um, both Cam and Alesso have very good points on that. I I would modify my statement then in that case to say I think visually um, the platform stands out to me because of, like what Alessa was saying, their ability to do a lot with very little. But Parasite stands out as just being completely flawless and so precise with the way that everything was filmed. And I do... Really, really appreciate that about it. I mean, as far as movies go, Parasite is far superior as a movie. I enjoyed Platform a lot, but um, I think a lot of what I enjoyed about Platform was the visual aspect of it and just the uniqueness of the plot. Mostly the uniqueness of the setting, I guess, because it's not that unique of a plot in and of itself, just the, the class criticism. But as a film, Parasite to me works just infinitely better. Uh, the characters are a lot more meaningful the whole story and the way it's told. but um, it's it is very interesting to compare these two as comments on uh, social constructs and how they affect the people at the bottom. but yeah I would I would definitely um, agree with Cam there that while the platform has its own merits and it's it is to me it's a good film, parasite is definitely the superior film
0: interesting interesting And muriel what do you have to say to that
3: yeah i mean it's it's kind of like comparing apples and oranges to me like they're just so Mm -hmm. different it's hard it's hard to compare them and visually they both do what they set out to do like we can talk all about how platform had less money or whatever but platform that was the plot it was a simple thing that they wanted to make and that's what they did so i think they they did the best with what they have
0: I just want to talk about two shots from Parasite in particular really quickly. I just thought were so wonderfully masterful. So um, uh, I think probably the best shot of the film, in my opinion, is at the end after um, uh, Mr. Kim kills Mr. Park, spoilers, um, and he's like running away, um, you know, trying to escape down an alleyway. You have this, it, it's just. a, Twist from everything you'd seen else in the scene where you go from kind of being on low level to this, you know, God's eye perspective looking down on him and he's running in and out of this shadow and his shadow's casting in like weird angles and it it forces you to say, because I don't know, this is something we'll get into the narrative thing, but like, you know, I was really conflicted about, you know, him killing Mr. Park. I thought Mr. Park had some bad sides, but he also was like a generally good person. So it's kind of seems to like force your perspective of like oh you know like is this guy good or bad like what's the situation here and I thought that that was really really well done uh, and I didn't really think about it that way until I saw it the second time but I just thought that that was really really great so I wanted to call it
2: out here uh, those people are horrible I'm just gonna say like mr. Park was definitely not best serving to die yeah <laughs> is my take. yeah I
1: mean well that that's that's a big that's a big thing it's like you know it, I think the mm-hmm. um uh, Chen Wuk, who's the, the mother uh, points out, like, it's easy to be nice when you're rich.
2: Yeah, and that's yeah. kind of
1: like one of the one of the big things for it. But you're right, like, he's not an evil person in, you know, in the sense that, like, he's sadistic, or like, he wants he wants bad things to happen. He's just he's not focused on, you know, the plight of others, or like, how his actions affect, you know, his staff in terms of like, treating them like people versus just the help. When he dies, you're not like, you're not like, oh, hell yeah, like, you know, that guy, that guy was the, you know, the evil villain of this movie. Like everybody in Parasite is very, very flawed.
3: The part in the movie that really sums up Mr. Park's character and also like the Park family is that scene where he's like, or it's not a scene, but it's like the motif of the lights turning on. And he thinks Mm -hmm. that the lights are automatically just They just are like motion censored. Yeah. But there's a man in the basement who listens to his footsteps and like turns the lights on for him, you know? (laughs) Like it's just like, it's like a, it's exploitation, but not understanding that you're a part of it. You know what I mean? So, like,
1: yeah. I mean, he's got, he's got privilege and he's not, he's not
0: aware of it. Uh, we're already talking about this. I just, just want to kind of transition us into the, the discussing the narrative of both films. I and mean, again, we're already talking about this, but I think that this is the opportunity now to like really flesh out um, what we liked, what we didn't like, the progression of everything uh, from a narrative perspective. Who is the parasite? Or like, wh- why call the film "Parasite"? Uh, Ke- Kel- Kelsey, do you have any thoughts?
4: <laughs> I was about to say, as is, you could look at it as in there. It's a kind of a I don't want to say symbiotic relationship because some some people are definitely getting more benefit out of it, but in some ways they are all parasitic off of each other. I, I think that the the way that the film is structured, you're supposed to think that um, you know you're supposed to think that the Kim family are the parasites, but in reality it could be the guy in the basement. It could be the wealthy people you know relying so heavily on the underclass to support them. It's there's a lot I think at play. And I th- I like that it leaves it open to that, that you can see any of them as being parasitic.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think Kelsey's absolutely right. Like they they all are, is the thing. Like I mean, you look at you look at the, the Kims are obviously the most clear example of it because they are lying and, and sort of manipulating this family to take advantage of them. And then you have the people in the basement who are subsisting sort of unbeknownst to this other family. But then you look at the parks who are very much benefiting from all of the other people in their lives. They're benefiting from the people who are trapped in their basement, who are you know turning the lights on for them. They're benefiting from the fact that these people really have no choice, but to help them. That's a good,
0: That's a good point. I want to talk very specifically about a couple of things really quick. I can get everyone's thoughts. So, uh, to quote, uh, uh, Kim Woo, the, like the youngest son uh, from Parasite, it's so metaphorical, right? <laughs> both of these movies are pretty, like they, there's lots of heavy symbolism in both of these movies. So I kind of wanted to talk about, you know, our interpretations or what you guys think uh, from Parasite, the, uh, the rock that, uh, uh that uh, ki friend Min gifts him in the beginning of the movie and that he kind of carries with him throughout the film. What do you guys think about that? What do you think that that uh, means outside of, you know, just being a fucking rock? Uh, and then uh, in Goreng, Goreng's case in the platform, he the one item he brings with him is Don Quixote, uh, which I think has some interesting implications as well. I'd love to hear um, people's thoughts on that, if anyone has any ideas.
1: All right. So I did, I did do, uh, do some research into this, but it's been a little bit. So as, as I understand it, the, the rock is sort of something that it, uh, it was, is something of a status symbol, uh, for uh, particularly for older generations, uh, in, in some parts of Korean society. Um, I I was watching a thing that Boon Jung Ho did where he was talking about that. And so it's something that had a lot of symbolic, meaning for people there, maybe at one time, but a lot of younger people in Korea might not have any kind of real connection to it. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's this kind of prestige symbol of wealth and prosperity that is kind of not really relevant to uh, the current time and place.
3: I can also read into that, like kind of um, like it was given to him as a gift, but it ends up being a burden and just by like what mm-hmm. it is it's a, it's a piece of a rock it's just something that will weigh you down you know and he ends up just carrying it with him throughout the whole film and it's something that uh like will hold him back
0: yeah i thought that uh if in the movie when uh min first gives gives him the rock uh i think that i forgot what the character's name is but the the mom uh, and the thing she says uh she she's and she says a comment like oh food would have been better or something like that and mm-hmm. I thought that, that was right. such a thing like like leave it to the leave it to the fucking rich kid to gift them a rock like what are they right. going to do with this thing right like it also shows a sense of kind of like delusion maybe from the yeah. I thought I mm-hmm. thought that was interesting
3: and it's more like what what does honor matter when you like can't feed yourself you know what i mean yeah. like tradition and all those things matter yeah.
0: exactly what about uh, Donkey Don Quixote and um, in the platform Kelsey did you have any thoughts on that? Yeah
3: I,
4: I was gonna say I think in keeping with uh, the platform being a little more on the nose a lot of the themes in Don Quixote are a little bit are kind of line up pretty well with the platform the whole ideas of class and becoming disenchanted with with truth that you once held as reality it's it's a lot of symbolism in that way that the book that he chose, is a story that in some ways reflects the, the reality that he is living. Also um, the, the whole class structure that's in uh, Don Quixote of how those people look down on everyone. And um, yeah, so I think that it's it can be a kind of more literal, I mean, it's not literal, but a, a way of giving a little nod to people that are familiar with the book of, hey, this book has a lot of similarities to this story too. But, I mean, I'm sure there's definitely other ways to read into that as well.
0: Yeah, I think that that's pretty spot on. I think that, you know, again, I think you're totally right. I think it, it uh, is a little bit more on the nose, perhaps, than, than uh, some of the stuff in Parasite. But I think that it does add a lot to Gorang and what he's going through. Um, and I, not to continue to harp on the platform, but I thought uh, the the like the, the, the three main characters that he kind of... Uh, spends time with throughout his time in the whole, uh, first, uh, Tiramagasi uh, I think is his name uh, and then Iwagiri, and then uh, Baharat uh, I think those were all the, the, all those characters had some really interesting implications in the framework of you know the, the film's overall kind of um, classist sort of uh, theme uh, what did you guys think about those characters like, did you th- what did you guys take away from them I'd love to discuss those people in particular just because some of them have some really interesting things to say throughout the film
1: Yeah. So I think, I mean, in, in the, in the simplest of terms, like you have Trimagasi who's, who's very much just like capitalism, right? Uh Like he's, he is, he's an embodiment of capitalism where, you know, he's, he's interested in material goods. He doesn't care about really other people when things are going well, when he's with uh, um, Goreng, like he's fine and they're friends. And then when, scarcity is introduced he's like i will literally eat you because that's you know i i have that power you know and so i think that's like the criticism of capitalism is like when things are good everything's cool and we're friends and then as soon as things go bad i will you know take what's mine because you know i have the ability to do it because i have this knife and you have a book you know um and then i think like on the flip side you have um Imaguri, is that right yeah um yeah. who is i guess more of a just like a purely communist socialist. or socialist yeah. perspective uh where you know she believes in the government to the extent that you know everyone should have the same thing but her her ideology falls apart because you know people are selfish and 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 it you know it goes to show that like even when you have the ability to make everybody below you fall in line, there's types of currency and, and leverage that people can exercise on you outside of, you know, what you're in control of. She's extremely naive, you know.
4: That, that's what I was going to say. Is I think Immigure is, in in that way, a very interesting character because to be, to me, she kind of represents that delusion of the upper class of... Well, you guys can fix your own problems, right? The problem is with you. It's not with us. It's it's not. It's failing to realize that the problem starts at the top. It's thinking that well, if I can affect everyone below me, then that's how we fix this. Without fa- it's failing to realize that it the the change, social change, and mm-hmm. all of that begins with the people that are in power. There's very little that people can do when they're being stomped on.
0: I you know I think that some of these reads are so interesting. Um, the idea of Tirumagasi as an actual embodiment of capitalism, I think is fascinating because I saw him more as, I think that personally for me, the the best narrative moment in uh, the platform is um, when Tirumagasi is explaining the the item that he brought with him uh, and why he brought it. And it starts off it, it could just because it, it kind of has that feeling of parasite where it feels like it's, totally unrelated to something that's going on. Like it feels like it's taking a left turn and then they bring it back. But basically through this idea, through these capitalistic um, implications of what he sees, he's convinced that he needs these things to be able to better himself only to realize, Oh shit, they're just going to try to sell me something else instead. And that's what his breaking point is. So to me, Tiramagasi was more of an, uh, he was more emblematic of a disenfranchised, but kind of numb older generation who are basically like this is they, just how
2: shit works
4: it's a, it's a willing participant in capitalism realizing mm-hmm. that the system may not be perfect but hey it's worked for a while so why not i'm just gonna keep doing it
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's a good that's a good uh that's a good point did you guys have any other like moments from um parasite or the platform tonight that you thought were like really great um really great narrative beats or great great character moments
3: okay yeah can we just can we talk about the flood scene in Paris yeah god it's such it's such an incredible scene I mean it that that scene was so moving to me but especially now in this time of the coronavirus guys it's it just it makes that scene so much more relevant to where we are now like can you imagine for the people for the for the the park family right the rich family the park family this this like rainstorm was nothing to them literally it was like they just like had to cancel their like small camping trip right but for the kim family i mean they're like their entire livelihood their home was like taken from them it was a literal catastrophe so like i mean and just thinking about like where we are now in the world like can you imagine like there are some people out there who are suffering incredibly from this and then there are some people out there who like of course I have to stay inside and like, I don't know. I, I just think, I think that scene is probably one of the most striking scenes in the movie. And it just right now in this time, it seems so, I it seems like he couldn't even have like, it seems like the filmmaker like predicted it or something, you know?
0: It's a great point. I didn't even think about that on on viewing it again recently. Uh, did you have any other moments from, uh, from Parasite or the platform that you like really loved, Kelsey?
4: It's almost the opposite. I, the ending, of the platform, it makes me angry.
1: <laughs> Ooh, interesting. <laughs> yes, Kelsey, yes.
4: <laughs> I, I mean, I, I enjoy watching a movie and feeling like the end is kind of open-ended and you have to, you take your own interpretation away. But when you are so confused that you feel like I have to do a bunch of research to figure out what they were going for, that's when I feel like you've, you've failed. As, as a storyteller to get your point across. And I don't know, maybe the ending was more obvious to some people, but I was left very baffled by it and was not, it didn't really give me that sense of closure that I was hoping for at the end of it. Um, I don't know if anyone else has similar thoughts. It seems like Cam also hated the ending.
1: Uh, I hate the ending because I really don't like that it's like Goring <laughs> gets to like, First of all, his whole, like, Messiah thing, I I really just, like, I don't don't really appreciate it. Like, I I think, like, you know, he's this, like, great savior who's, like, this kind of intellectual type person who then has to enlighten all the masses who are just, like, complete groveling idiots. The reason that I don't like it is because he gets to the end of this journey and then he gets to be like... Cool. I did my thing. I'm gonna walk off into the sunset with my ghost friend, and it, it's like, no, dude. Like, like the, one of the reasons that Parasite is so affecting is because it's like this is a society that we actually live in and continue to live in and have to work to improve. Where like Goring's just like, cool. I did it. By did it work? I don't
2: know. Okay, I'm gonna defend it in the term in terms of the whole Messiah thing because I think that they make a point of. He, I feel like Goring is the guy who has the common sense. He has a common man's common sense, right? He's us. Eventually in the movie, yes, he does have this moment of like, this is insane. I have to change this. I have to do something. But I feel like there's also afterwards in the process of him doing so, I think he's humble, or not humbled. He is smacked to the ground as many people do. I'm going to give an example back home in Venezuela. There's a lot of people who try to do things and then they end up in prison or they end up in a bad situation. And it's like, yeah, you tried to do something and then look where it got you. You know, like in the end, there's not much you can do. By the end of the, the trip, he did his part and after that he doesn't matter anymore it's more of like he, he did what he could do but the thing what's going to happen is going to happen it depends on the system that doesn't work already uh i feel like that's what they tried kind of to do like make it very metaphorical at the end but that if they succeeded i don't i'm not going to speak to that
0: interesting muriel what do you think
2: yeah i i don't
3: know if i can agree with you about the character of going kim i okay. i think as, as, you know, as, like, savior complex as he had, I think there's, like, this instinct for people who are at the bottom to just lose all sense of humanity, right? Like, that's the idea. Like, you get down to the bottom and you are, like, barely human anymore. You're resorted to cannibalism and killing and whatever else, you know? But uh, I don't know. He could he could still see those depths of human horribleness you know and he could still believe that there's something that can be kind of done about it you know and no one else did that everyone else wanted to stay on their levels and like they were just going to be subject to whatever happens next month
0: i want to I transition a little bit into uh uh because we've, we've talked a lot about both these about both these movies so i want to talk a little bit to kind of wrap this up about like the implications of both movies and we talked about this a little bit already you know like what are the the takeaways from these movies like what ultimately, do you think, you know, one movie is saying versus the other? Uh, does anyone want to take a crack at it to kind of lead us off?
3: I'll start. The thing that I can take away from both of these movies that seems so obvious to me is this idea that true privilege, it's not even necessary necessarily like wealth or having extra items or having extra food, right? True privilege is being able to be a human that is capable of things like kindness and selflessness and, like, who don't... you Like, being able to be a person who you don't have to see what people are really capable of, you know? That's such an interesting way to look at things. Like, it's not material things that that privilege affords you. It's like these, like... It's like being able to keep um, your morality, really.
2: It's also about, like, the ignorance of the people who a lot of times are privileged and they don't understand that they are so damaging to society. They are so doing harm even though they're not fully aware of the harm they're doing
1: so i think i mean there's a reason that we're talking about these movies right now is because like this idea of class warfare is super super prevalent in not just these movies but a lot of popular movies in in recent times you have movies like joker and you have movies like knives out uh, which is also very very much about privilege and class warfare And I think we're going to continue to see that because people are just like angry. The, the, the thing that I don't like about, uh, or I guess the, the sort of the end of the, I, the platform to me is, is sort of deeply cynical. Um, and I don't subscribe to the, it's ideology. Um, I just think it's, I think it's, overly overly simplistic and and not representative of how how society actually functions and how society is made up of real people which is something that i think parasite does really really well um you know we talked about how you know the parks are human you know you don't hate the parks you know like But at the same time, you can criticize their behavior at the same time, you know, and and understand that like the way that they live their lives is wasteful and and dehumanizing to the rest of society. But, you know, a wealthy person can watch Parasite and not feel like they're being attacked.
2: No one is the main villain. I feel like in Parasite, they make it a point so you understand that everyone is taking is making moral decisions. Some of them are not correct. Some of them are correct. I love movies that don't have a good guy and a bad guy. It's just humans, and everyone makes dumb decisions, smart decisions. Sometimes, like yeah. you root for people. Sometimes you. Sometimes you're like, oh, you fucked up. Like there's a lot of that in this movie.
3: Yeah, in in the movie in a movie like Parasite, people find things to relate to in every single scene of that movie, you know? Like you can be rich, you can be poor, and you go from loving the rich people, hating the rich people, loving the poor people, hating the poor people, you know? That's like a whole gamut of emotions that you run in that film. And I think only a really great movie can do that.
4: Yeah, I would I would have to agree. Uh, Parasite, definitely the better movie. I think it did the whole commentary on class a lot well. I like for movies to be more subtle in that way. So I liked what it had to say. I like the whole concept of, them all being parasitic off of each other and the, the shift of who you're rooting for and, you know, the way that you get to see um, the Kim family become kind of what they hate by the end, where they have, they've risen to the point where they, you know, they are with this, they're part, almost a part of this wealthy family. Then after all this death and violence, now they are almost, or at least the dad at least is lower than he started. And so I I think that could be a commentary just on how wanting this this power wanting to rise up in this class structure can end up corrupting you and leave you lower than where you started. It's mm-hmm. it's I think it's just a very very interesting way. I thought this movie had a lot more to say than the platform. The platform was I wouldn't say it was a fun watching experience because it's not really a fun movie, but it's it's I think really what I liked about it, when I really, really think about at its core, what I like about the platform is a lot of it was visual. I, I like the set, I like the, the setting. I think it's a cool concept, but if we're talking about who told the the class struggle story better, it was absolutely parasite. Um, I, I think the platform had some things to say, but it was kind of a lot of the stuff that you that we've already heard before, and it was so on the nose that it, it was a little insulting, but um, visually, very pretty movie. Um, I I think it's worth a watch, but Parasite has my vote for better movie.
0: You know, from my perspective, you know, I think it, it, everyone's thought process on this has been you know a, a little different, uh, person to person, which I think has been really interesting to see. To me. Um, I thought that you know I forgot who's it, but it really is kind of comparing apples to oranges. I, I, I agree that uh, *Parasite* is more to to make a literary you know corollary. To me, it was like more like reading like a like a big robust Dickens novel. Whereas watching uh, the platform was like reading, you know, Anthem by Ayn Rand or something like that. It's like super straightforward allegory. Um, and like it is kind of in your face. But ultimately, I think something that I thought was so interesting is though the film, the platform is more present, I think ultimately it has kind of a more uplifting ending. Though the end is like very kind of ambiguous and it's just her propelling to the, you know, back to the top level. You know, we don't know what's going to happen in the future. But I guess the girl at least being on the platform is hope something could happen whereas parasite um the very end you have this great moment where you know Kiwoo and his wife are walking and the, and his mom are walking into the park's old house watching the dad come out you're so excited and then you realize that it's all just like a pipe dream so i don't know i thought the parasite ultimately was a little bit more tragic of a film uh and the platform leaves at least ends on like a to me what was a little bit more of a high note Uh, but I think that they both had a lot to offer from two very different perspectives. Uh, But I, I really wanted to thank all of you guys for jumping on today to talk about all this. I think lots of interesting stuff. Are there any closing uh, thoughts or remarks from anyone before we, uh, before we wrap this bad boy up? Alessa?
2: These are two movies that we're comparing them because they kind of have a message that is sort, sort of similar but I think we're almost like, I love that you did the book, uh, compar- compared it to a book, because in my head, I was literally comparing Parasite to a beautiful Beethoven symphony, where everything is perfectly there for a reason. It is, but multiple things are piled up on each other, making it beautiful. It's just like a synergy of balance between every part of the set, the movements in the camera, like Cam said, and and the movements of the characters, the storyline, the plot twists, like lighting, cinematography in the film. Like it's a lot of things came into place to make a movie that feels like the servant of an Oscar, right? That's as Parasite did. Whereas with the platform, to me, it's like Billie Eilish making music with her brother on her bedroom and it being a hit. It doesn't mean it's not a bad song. Like if you compare it to a beautiful Beethoven symphony, it's a lot darker, it's a lot more bedroom produced, it's a lot smaller almost, the parts are smaller, but with what they had, they tried to make something dark with the message that they thought from the bedroom, two kids thought was interesting. So it's kind of like, to compare it to the platform where it was like, we have this idea, we have this cool concept, which to me is really what makes the movie interesting is the concept of the the whole
0: awesome well thank you guys all for jumping on here this was an interesting kind of social experiment in and of itself uh, I still feel like there's so much that we didn't even have a chance to chat about but we did cover a lot of stuff and uh, we have been talking for a long time so we will on that sign off thank you everyone for joining and I hope you enjoy the podcast catch you next time <laughs> ow I'm so naked <laughs>